Welcome to Chosen, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel podcast. I am the watcher of this show, filled with infinite wisdom and knowledge to guide my Slayer through her first ever viewing of these two amazing TV series. Series. Anyways, (laughs) this week I am joined by a confused Slayer. Please welcome Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Mel. You didn't introduce yourself. No, I didn't. That's fine. People know my name's Mel. If they don't know my name is Mel, they now obviously they do. <laughs> haven't been following the show. And they should go back and listen to our other episodes. You need to they get true. you need to get all the in jokes, people. Although I suppose you get mm-hmm. all the in jokes, they have to listen to all our podcasts. People yeah, should they should do that, that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for this, our second episode of this week. We watched Beer Bad for Buffy. Yes, we did. It was all about the drinking. Yeah, so the drinking. I'll say before we even yeah. dive in, they were trying to get a um, funds from the Goods and Drugs Administration, but because at that time they were giving out uh, bonuses to TV shows that spread the anti-drug and alcohol message. But uh-huh. when Buffy's um, producers and everything applied for it, they were told their show was too abstract and not realistic enough in showing the consequences. Well, yeah. And um, people wouldn't get the reference. people into, well, if you're telling people that they turn into um, cavemen, if they drink, that's not really the same thing. Is what actually happens to you. Yeah, but I think the message is still pretty clear. I think so too, but the FDA does what the FDA wants to do. I'm, I'm getting that. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how all of the government agencies are over here. Yep. <laughs> so, where do we start yeah. in this episode? <laughs> Xander became a bartender. Mm-hmm. With a fake ID. That's where you want to start? Well, that's where the whole thing kind of starts out. I mean, we could talk about the fact that Buffy was daydreaming about saving Parker, but I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, you're just, you're just like, denying the first minute and a no, half of the episode. I'm not denying it. You don't have to go always in order. The, yeah. the big thing of this was that Xander became a bartender. <laughs> With a fake ID, a lighter, sure and a cloth. you can't. Right. I was like, people could still smoke inside at this point? That's weird. Well, they couldn't, apparently. Xander holds a no-smoking sign later on. Yeah, but there were places until I was in my teens that you could still smoke inside. Um, I can Most imagine. famously, bowling alleys. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh. I'm trying to think. Oh, we had smoking areas in pubs and clubs. They're gone now. You can't smoke inside. You can smoke outside, but you have to be X amount of feet away from food and doors and all this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. they're getting stricter and stricter. Yeah, I dated smokers a lot, actually. 
I never understood smoking areas inside of places. It's all the same air. That us separating us does not keep the smoke from coming over to where we're sitting. No. Not at all. No, and there's just this like uh fog above where the smokers are. It's so gross. We're not yeah. we're not being <laughs> if we've got any smokers, it's your choice, but don't enforce it on other people. Yeah, other people shouldn't um suffer from the choices you're making. Yeah. Is all we're saying. Yeah. So yeah. Xander became a bartender with a fake ID because I'm pretty sure you can't actually sell alcohol until you're 19. I'm pretty sure. But his fake ID had him with a mustache. Yes! Oh, it's so bad. Yes. So it's like, oh, so you just shaved your mustache? That's what we're going with here? Hey! It's very strange. My license has had weird stuff going on. The last time I got a license photo, I had a pretty much like a bowl cut, and so like really oh, short boy. hair. That's hilarious. I was experimenting. I oh, okay. But yeah. So, okay. So we had um, Xander becoming a bartender. We also have Buffy being super bummed out about Parker still. Yeah, she's not getting over him. Yes, she was daydreaming about saving him from vampires, wherein she dusted, like, four of them, I think. Yeah, in her dream, yeah, there's about four. Yeah, I was like, as soon as he came up and was, like, thanking her, I was like, this has to be a dream. The music was too much, and and we found out it was a dream, just a daydream. Yep, and... You should pay attention in in your psychology classes, is what I'm saying. I was going to say, it's overlaid with Professor Walsh talking about this exact thing. Because of course Mm -hmm. she is. There's like the ego, the super ego, and the id. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can psychology. I love psychology. I love it. I took it as a minor in college. I still want to do criminology. I took a class on that, too. Yeah, I found a six-month class. It's $1,600 up front. And I'm not sure if I need to be a PI. There's that one, too. It was in the same list. <laughs> oh, Mel wants to follow people around and figure out stuff. I would be so basically what it's come good down at to. it. I, you say so. We hired them uh, for my work in insurance to, you know check up mm-hmm. on what our claimants are doing and nice. I bet it's fun. Okay, no, it's probably not. They sit in a car for hours on end staring at people's houses. They sit on park benches reading a newspaper with the eyes cut out. That's what they do. <laughs> or hide in plants. That's also a thing. Exactly. I'm discussing. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But she's talking about the id being um only based on pleasure, basically. Mm-hmm. And it only wants, it can't really distinguish other things. And then she's talking about how the ego and the superego have to try to accommodate what the id wants. And she asked how that gets done. And it's like, and then they cut to another daydream by Buffy and it's like the subconscious gives us what we think we want and that's how delusions manifest yep uh, like having Parker 
with his shirt open, holding ice cream and flowers, apologizing for being a jerk. Yeah, I don't see that ever happening. No. Because he's a jackass. As Joan Colton is saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, he's a jackass and he should get punched in his face. Or mm. stunned. Do that, too. Yes, and Buffy's so, definitely going delusional. You think? Just a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty bad. Apparently... Parker puts her in a bubble because, you know, in that bubble she'll always be perfect, but one day he'll realize that he wants real Buffy, not bubble Buffy. And by the way, his father's death made him really emotionally unavailable. Um, how about none of that's true? Mm. How about he just wants to be a jackass and wants to use people? He just wants meaningless sex, which is fine, as long as everyone understands it's meaningless. Yeah, I want to know if that girl who was chatting up in psychology knows what's going on. Mm. Or Does she know what she's getting herself one. into? Exactly. Yeah. It seems that the seniors, or the older boys, I'm not sure if Riley's a senior or if he's, like, just a TA, but he knew about Parker. His new conquest is what he yep. called the next girl. Yep. Poor Buffy. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's sad. She was, she was really desperate, and it was re- it was really sad to me. Mm. That's love, though. Like you know, young. Well, not love. Infatuation. It's not love, but she's infatuated with him, and she's so hurt. Yeah, I guess it's the when you can't have something, you just want it more. Exactly. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> So, Willow said something about the mind being stronger than the penis. Oh, and then so that was good. Xander shouts it. Yeah, because I think they're talking about fi- like she needs to find a guy that where his mind is stronger than his penis. Yep, and he's like, no one beats penis man, or something like that. Something like stupid. Yes, yeah, super stupid. But yeah, he is really excited about being able to, you know listen to people's problems. Mm. Turns out it's too loud in the bar for yep. all that. And he can't even keep up with the orders. Having said that, those people are so bad at ordering. Like, five of you yeah. shouldn't be ordering at the same time. Just wait your bloody turn, stand in an orderly yep. line. God. Yeah, don't all cr- crowd the bar at once. Yeah, and all scream your and orders. And to be fair... He was usually pretty good at remembering what people wanted. It was the going and getting them that he had a problem with. Yep. He said, you wanted a beer, you wanted a rum and coke, you wanted a water. Yep. So he remembered all of it. Well, all those three. <laughs> but aside from that, he didn't really have a lot of going and getting stuff going for him. Yep. He, he, he was struggling a bit. <laughs> but like it looked like his first night on the job, and it was a rough night. It was so busy, and it's just him and Jack... On the bar. Oh, that's the guy's name? Jack? Jack's the boss's name. I gotcha. So, um, Buffy walking into the bar at that point kind of reminded me of my first college bar experience. Mm-hmm. I went day drinking Ooh. with my cousin and his friend. Okay. 
that was the first time I ever had, well, that, that was the first time after the first time I drank that I ever had, like, beer. That's the first time I ever had it at a place, at an establishment. I don't like beer. Beer is bad. I'm not a, I'm not a big beer person, but I had two beers, and I was all the way gone. Wow. An I, American beer is piss weak. Well, yeah, one of them was stronger than the other, but I had also, like, eaten, like, maybe Fruit Loops that morning, and that was all I had had. I wasn't planning on going day drinking, but I ran into my cousin, and then he was like, hey, me and Dave are going to go grab some beers. Do you want to come? And I was like, of course I do. I'll piss off on one of my classes for this. Oh, dear. Did it end ugly? I have those experiences. It didn't end ugly. No, I was fine. That's good. Mm Mm-hmm. But she runs into Riley and spears beer all over him, but that's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> he and he's like yeah. trying to tell her about what his father says, but she's more interested in staring at Parker. Well, I think Riley understands. He's probably dealt with kind of the same thing before. He he does kind of act a little put off by it, but he was the one that couldn't remember Buffy's name in the first place though. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but there's a dude in a green nice shirt that I hate. Uh, he is nice. uh, what was his name? Do, 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 do. I have no idea. I think it was Steve or something. Sure. He was a prick. And pompous. And I hated him. <laughs> um, so I know. No, he I, was like, yeah. talking down to Xander. Oh, he Xander was so... to the bar and he's college it was so bad he's mm-hmm. like yeah he's like oh i see you two were melding your minds because you know xander finally got to talk to a girl at the bar hmm? and yeah and he's he was the worst such a douche he just wants his beer mm-hmm. um hunt is black forest is that what it was black frost Okay. So the boys are called Hunt, Kip, Roy, but oh, and Colm. Was the Indian dude in that group the guy that played Kumar in Harold and Kumar? Those yeah. movies. Yes. Okay. So yeah, Colm. <laughs> Colm was the guy in the green shirt. But yes, uh, Cole. Colm, C O L M. Yeah, C O L M. Yeah. Colm, Hunt, Kip, and Roy. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, Hunt is um, played by Cal Penn. And, yeah, Cal Penn is mm-hmm. in Kuma from Harold and Kuma. So, there you go. Nailed it. Um, so basically Buffy thinks she's a slutty idiot because she slept with Parker and now she's pining after him. Hmm. Which is so sad and not fair. She's neither of those things. No. First of all, you've only been with two guys and you're 18. I feel like that's okay. And you were head over heels in love with one of them. It's just that he happened to be a vampire and he lost his soul. Whoops. And I don't think she's an idiot for not realizing that it was just going to be sex with Parker. No, she's That's just young fault. and naive. Naive is a good word for it. Yeah. It, 
Parker was her first inner like first hooking up with a guy after the whole angel thing. So I guess I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And so she goes to leave and she runs into another guy and spears spills beer all over him. She's really got a knack for that. Yeah. And she even pointed it out. Yeah. Cause I seem to be doing this a lot. So the four guys convince her to stay and drink with them instead of leaving. Because that's a good she's idea. Cute. Yeah, she's a oh, girl. Yeah. I actually, I actually quite like the scenes of them before the beer takes effect, like before mm-hmm. the caveman where they're sitting there and they're talking, and Buffy's like, "You guys really just like to hear yourselves talk," and one of them goes, "We're losing her quick." Yeah, someone say something interesting. Mm. Yeah, I was like, and it probably all goes downhill from here for Buffy. Probably not a good idea to go drinking with a bunch of random guys that you don't know. No. Or the next day with Willow. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was uncomfortable. But we go to the bronze after that. Yes. And what do we have at the bronze? Some band. Shy. Some band. Shy. Okay. Yeah. There's a band there, and then Willow and Oz are also there. I don't remember why they were there. Oz had played before them. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I thought he, so I wrote down in my notes that he had a vampire sense, but I don't think that's what it is. Mm. I think he has a werewolf sense. So you think, um, what's her face? I think that chick. Veruca. Uh, Veruca? Veruca. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's Toad's a werewolf. Okay. He's she was like, eye fucking him the entire time. Maybe she's just come a on sl- now. No, I don't want to call her a slut. That's not fair. Maybe she's just attracted to him. She okay, that's fine. But Willow was not comfortable with the way that the whole thing was going down. No, she really wasn't. She was, but, she was like, let's go home. Uh, yeah, and Oz couldn't take his eyes off Veruca anyway, so it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. But I, ha- I have a theory about the next episode based on that, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, So we go back to Buffy hanging out with the dudes and chugging beer. Yeah. That's pretty much what um, they're doing. <laughs> beer and yeah, the they're guy chugging beer philosophy. and they're talking. They like hearing their own voices. Yep. Then it just goes to the next day where she's sitting in front of the TV, being really enamored with it in her pajamas. While Willow's trying to bitch about Veruca. Yeah, but doesn't really exactly work out. Because then she thinks that Buffy hooked up with Parker. And then when Buffy goes, no, not Parker, four guys. (laughs) So then she thought she got sexed up by four guys in one night. So that's I, I love Buffy going through like the steps of what happened. She's like, "Oh, I went to see Xander, but then I saw Parker, then there was Beer, mm-hmm. and then Willow's like, and then group sex." <laughs> what? No, <laughs> that's not what happened at all. That would be that, that would be confusing and odd, I believe. Mm. Don't know. Never been a part of that, so I can't speak to yeah, it. No. But anyway, so yeah, she's she's super hungover and not sexed up. 
She's a fan of beer, apparently. Yeah. She, oh, it's foamy. Foamy and nice. <laughs> and I, I, I have to go with you on the whole not being a huge fan of beer. Nah, I, I can't stand beer. I like I'd cider. Have spirits, to be completely honest. Yeah. Yeah, I've got cider's about as close to beer as I go. Exactly. Um. So, uh, the thing I love is that you see Buffy her pajamas are unevenly done up. It's just, just it looks so whack. Well, because she was super drunk when she put them on, probably. And so we go to the um, psychology class, and I was so uncomfortable for Buffy. Like, I, I was in pain <laughs> at her awkwardness. Well, she wasn't. Oh, yeah. Pain, but... Yeah, they were talking about personality, like how they were going to be starting to talk about personality and personality theories. Mm. And she said, for those of you that have read ahead, and then Buffy raises her hand to tell everybody that Willow was already read ahead. Yeah, and Professor Walsh is like, that's nice, I guess. And then Buffy took that girl's sandwich. She was hungry. Can you blame her? Yes, I can. That's <laughs> terrible. I was... I was like, I'm really surprised that girl didn't make a huge scene about it. I think I she would was have. just too shocked. Yeah, somebody just randomly took her sandwich and just started eating it and, like, didn't even apologize or anything. She did look crazy. Awkward. It was very awkward. It was a very awkward situation. But then we go to some mad scientist uh, spiking the beer. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I was like, who is it? Why are they spiking the beer? Oh, man. Marissa wanted all the answers. Mm-hmm. And I got none of them at the time. Nope. So then we go, it's back to the bar, and a woman is sitting there and says, I've had a really rough day. Do you have a light? Hint, the whole hint. Thing that, <laughs> the whole thing that Xander has been, you know, working for and practicing yeah, he missed it. Because apparently you can't smoke indoors there. Yep, he, he missed his opportunity. Like, wouldn't you know that? If you're a smoker, wouldn't you, like, take inventory of where you can smoke and where you can't? You would think so. But apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah, and so Buffy and the four guys are drinking more beer. Lots and lots of beer. Yep. And they start acting funny. Mm. So I love that Xander cuts Buffy off and sends her home. After she like molests the jukebox, she like climbed up on top of it because she likes so- she yeah. likes singing. Yeah, music is good. I understand. Yeah, I like music as well, but I wouldn't climb up on the jukebox. Hmm. Totally agree. I haven't done that, and I've had some pretty drunken nights. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. No. Um, but yeah, it was turning them into either animals or brainless idiots. I couldn't decide which one. I love that Xander goes, I'm cutting you cutting you off. No, I've cut you off. And Buffy goes, did it hurt? <laughs> it was pretty good. So meanwhile, oh Willow has gone to see Parker. After she had a conversation with Oz. Oz. Yeah, because Oz is off to go watch Shy play again, and Willow's not impressed with this. 
No. I was like, are they falling apart? I don't want them to fall apart. It's not okay. <laughs> they're, they're, they're Marissa's one true pairing. Apparently all of my true pairings are going to fall apart, so whatever. At this point, I, ex- I accept it. So you think they're going to break up? Um, Is that your new- newest prediction? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not no. going to put that out into the universe. Okay. So yeah, she goes to confront Parker because he's a jackass. And he's hurt And I was Buffy. like, is he... Yeah, and I was like, is he going to try to seduce Willow too? That's what I think is going to happen here. He's going to try. Hmm. He likes being a slut, turns out. He finds okay. it freeing. Yep, and he, like, gives her all this mumbo-jumbo, essentially, about how two people can enjoy a one-night stand without pre-facing it with what it actually is, because that kills the mood. But you need to. No, you need to to talk about it before it happens. Sorry if it kills you the just, mood, but you, you don't want anyone hurt. Well, that's like um, stopping to ask if what is about to happen is okay. Mm. Like, yeah. if it kills the mood, okay, but you need to be sure that everyone is clear and okay with what's going on. Exactly. But yes. Yeah. And he still has really aggressive eyebrows. It takes me out of it. Every time they like have like just a shot of his face. I'm like, those eyebrows need to be tamed. There's something wrong with that. His eyebrows are ruining your Buffy experience. Yeah. Just when it's just like, if there are other people in the shot or whatever, and it's not like close up to his face, I can deal but when it's just his face in the shot and it's, like, real close, can't deal with it. <laughs> Marissa cannot do it. They're really, really aggressive eyebrows. Yes. Not gonna lie to you. They're, they're very blatant in their black mm-hmm. thickness. Yeah. But I was just like, she better not sleep with him and screw things out of Oz. That's all I wanted. Yep. Yep. That's, like, your biggest fear, isn't it? Her... Well, them breaking up, not not uh, necessarily I Willow say doing something. Fear, but I I do worry that it'll happen and that you're really sad about it. Aww. So, um, the, the they uni- go back to the cut back to the bar. Yeah, the uni bar's closing. Uh huh. He tries to kick out the guys, and they give him a really big tip for whatever reason because they can't really understand what money is. Yep. Xander's and not complaining. Then he, oh no, and then he gets beat up. Yeah, because one of them turns into a Neanderthal or a caveman, and then the other three do as well. And yeah, yeah I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Yeah, it's so. But random. he was able to scare them with fire. Yes, was that he's lighter. I love that. He's like fire bad, fire angry. Yeah, and then he chases them out of the bar. I was like, oh, chase them out into public. That's a good idea. Mm. Exactly. They're going to go hurt other people. Yep. Well, or get hurt. They One of them gets run mm. over. Oh, yeah. Gets hit by a car. Yeah, that's no good. No good at all. Yeah, and so we find out that the uh, owner or manager or whatever of the bar is the one spiking the beer. 
Yes. Don't really understand it. Don't really understand because why that's a thing. He doesn't like being t- spoken down to and treated like less. And that's what all these college students do. They come and they spout their philosophy and all their big degrees. They just treat Jack like he's something less. Yeah, but what is the point of spiking a beer to turn them into cavemen? I don't understand that. He says it makes them all equal, but that's implying that all people are cavemen. Yeah, that's implying that you're stupid, too. <laughs> yeah, and you so don't yeah, even need to be dumbed to... down to be a caveman. Yeah, apparently. So Xander leaves, and he's letting him know that it wasn't cool what he did, and that he's concerned that these people will hurt themselves or somebody else. Yes. And he goes and gets Giles. Because Giles fixes Giles everything. Is none too Giles is none too pleased about the whole situation. No, Buffy's drunk. His Slayer has been drinking and Xander let her have the beer. Yeah, he was like, I didn't know it was evil. He goes, you knew it was beer. Yes, oh, I love the whole, like, them trying to get funding. <laughs> That's what this mm-hmm. is. This is a big, can you give us some funding? Yeah, they're trying. Um, but he did say that um, that during the 60s, Giles was in his electric Kool-Aid funky Satan groove phase. Uh, like, it was the 70s. Uh-huh. I don't actually know what that is. Uh, just, I think he was just, you know, playing off the fact that Ripper was into some things. Mm. He's just saying that basically what um, Giles was doing was worse than Buffy drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and so they yeah. come into the room and Buffy's done some amazing cave art on her bedroom wall. Dude, I was so scared they were going to walk in on Willow and Parker hooking up. Hooking up. <laughs> oh. I was so scared. I was like, oh no! No, just Buffy doing caveman oh, yeah. drawings and one of them's of Parker and she's angry at him. Parker bad. Mm. She was, she was definitely not herself right then. No. But it goes back to Parker and Willow talking, and he is trying to put the moves, and Willow shuts him down in the best way ever. Yes. She just starts She's laughing. Like, it's it's funny how gullible you are. Mm. No, oh, it's, no, no, it. her, no, no, it was how gullible do you think I am? She, so that's what she was asking. Like, how gullible does Parker well, think she is after she's come and confronted him about his behavior that he thinks that they can sleep together? Exactly. And that she'll fall, like, for the, you... fall for the, the uh, story he's spinning about how he's never found a girl he can connect to and just let his feelings fly free. But he's starting to get that yeah. with Willow. Look. No, he's not. Lame. Yeah, she shut him down. She's the best. Yes, she is. And she does a little big speech about how um, it, taking a girl home just to get the sex and basically you're just a caveman. Yep. And then the cavemen bust in. Yes, and knock, knock Parker and Willow out. Mm-hmm. And, and start he tried fire. to protect uh, Willow, and that didn't exactly happen very well. No. 
the thing I like. Meanwhile, in Buffy's apartment, she's spinning around on the office chair, getting dizzy. And Giles is there being like, oh, she's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. And then she falls off. Yep. And And then then she's like attached to Xander's neck because he smells good. Yes. She likes the boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure she smells fantastic. She's denied the boy. She's denied beer. So she runs off. Yes, she's like, none too pleased. Why would she stay? I can't think of a reason. <laughs> so um, we go back to the. Sorry, Xander chases after Buffy. Hmm. And Giles goes the other way. And <laughs> Yeah, he's real good at interviewing people, trying to find out where people are. Oh, that was so funny, where Xander's like, where's Giles? And it flashes to him, trying to describe Buffy to a student. That wasn't exactly working out very well. No. But she's, um, they notice that that place is on fire. Yes, so Buffy. And she says, fire bad? Is that a callback to the end of season three? Um, I don't think so. Because I feel like she said that at the very end. She was like, I can't process anything now. Fire, bad, tree, pretty. Oh, I feel yes. like that's what it was. What it said. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, maybe. I don't okay. know if it's a callback or just, you know, it just kind of happened. Yeah, I understand. But it just struck me. I was like, oh, that's something that we've uh, heard before. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's quite cool Sorry, pushed the wrong <laughs> Anyways, so Buffy that's being fine. hero, even as a caveman, goes running towards danger. Because, mm-hmm. yes, the caveman... And even though she knows fire is bad... Because yep. mm-hmm. the caveman set the place on fire because, damn it, they're stupid. Yeah, pretty much. But I was like, so, Buffy, you remember that fire is bad, but you tried to touch it anyway? Yes. That seems like a good uh, idea. And then she gets the fire extinguisher, can't work it out, she just throws it at the fire. Good call. <laughs> That's going to fix it. Yeah, so she um, sees Willow, and that determines that she's going to go over there and save her. Yep. So she ends up peeking out a window by by doing some really cool acrobatics. Yes. And Uh, the cavemen get out of there, and the girls that they kidnapped get out of there, and um, Buffy gets Willow out of there, and then Buffy goes back inside. Yes, because Park is still there. She hits Parker in the head with a branch. Which is hilarious. Because he was freaking out. And he was like, I can't breathe, but I'm going to try to keep talking to ask you questions. Yeah, what do we I'm do, Buffy? I'm not going to try to find my own way out. Uh, he's just like, Buffy, what do we do? And she yeah. whacks him and drags him out. Yeah, probably the best way to go about it, get him to calm down. So we cut to the so, aftermath. Mm-hmm. And... Xander has locked all of the cavemen in some random van that was unlocked. Yeah. uh, Sorry, not Xander. Giles asks Xander whose van, and Xander goes, no idea, it was unlocked. It's the only thing we need for it to be unlocked. And he was going on about um, 
they can sit in there and discuss the geopolitical ramifications of being mean to me. Yes. Oh, yeah. We didn't really mention how the guy pretty much told Xander that because of his socioeconomic status, he would never be good enough for a college girl. Which is crap. Yeah, that's... that's... But, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Parker tries to go up to Buffy and apologize, but she just hits him in the head with a branch again. Which is so brilliant. And it was... Yeah. It I... was the exact reaction he deserved. And I... now she can probably get over him. I hopefully. love that as he's lying on the ground, Giles, Willow, and Xander all walk up, look at him, and then turn away. Yep. But yes. Yeah. Seems like a good idea. If Jack's prediction is correct, Buffy will be back to normal within 24 hours. Hopefully. Hopefully. Anything else you want to mention about this episode? Um, no, just that underage drinking is bad. Apparently, you might turn into a caveman. Well, it's not even that only underage drinking will um, turn you into a caveman, but drinking in general. (laughs) But, um... I had a conversation with um, Patrick earlier about um, underage drinking. I go, it doesn't make it okay. He goes, but they're the unsung heroes. They save people from stuff. I go, it doesn't make it okay that they were breaking the law. He thinks they deserve a drink every now and again. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't like your drinking age being 21. That doesn't sound fun. Well, a lot of people go, well, you can... um, you can be in the military. You can apply to put your life on the line for your country, but you can't have a beer. Mm. You can and also own a gun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing, too. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, not not do this. <laughs> no. I was going to say international titles that are not American. That's true. So we have bad beer, bad beer, bad beer. Devil's Beverage, The Beer of Evil Thinking. The last two are really good. I think I like The Devil's Beverage the most. That was the French. The Germans were The Beer of Evil Thinking. And then bad, all the bad beers were the Portuguese, sorry, Brazilian Portuguese, Spanish Latin America, and the Spanish from Spain. Those are usually all around the same because they're all Spanish-related. Yeah. Because Portuguese is basically Spanish, but a little different. <laughs> um, so what will you be rating yeah, I, as? Oh. Sorry, just real quick. The devil's beverage reminds me of the fact that they call um, marijuana the devil's lettuce. There That's you all go. I have to say about that. We're making a <laughs> meal for Satan. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, um, my rating... Yes, please. This um, this got another seven from me. Wow. I wasn't real enamored with it. No, it gets a 4.5 from me. Really? That's You really didn't like this one. No, I, I really don't. Like, it's got good elements, and that's like half a point for each of the elements I like. So it's like <laughs> half a point for Xander as a bartender, half a point for his fake ID, I'll give Willow a whole point for confronting Parker. Um, And then, you know, a point for the comedy that didn't fall flat. And then... A lot of it did. 
Yeah. And then a point for every time Buffy hits Parker. I think that gets me up to my quota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were... They were trying really hard with this. Mm. I feel like. They wanted that funding. But I... Yeah, but there was lots of, of Willow elements and a lot of Xander elements that I really liked. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think the concept was that great. No. But it kind of went along kind of with my prediction. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. There was about Except underage college drinking. No, it wasn't Willow-centric. Yeah, it was bad underage college drinking, and they had to figure out if it was a supernatural thing or they were just drunk. Yep. So, yeah. Very good. Um, favorite moment? Um, Willow's speech to Parker when he's trying to get her to sleep with him. Yeah, I'm I'm cut between... The, cut, that's not the right word. Whatever, I can't split, thank you, between that one and the second time Buffy hits Parker over the head when he's trying to apologize, like, fulfilling her fantasy. Yeah, he's trying to be nice, and then she's just like, I don't want to hear this. Yep, plonk. Good on her. Power to Buffy. And your character shout-out. Going to Xander. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he was able to figure out what was going on, and eventually, he didn't exactly save the day because Buffy saved the day, but he was part of the solution. Yes, definitely. And him and he locked, after Buffy and he locked so all of the, yeah, and he locked all those cavemen in a van together so that they could talk about stuff. Yep. And yeah. Anything else you want to add about this episode? Oh, wait, my shout-out. your character shout-out? Uh, no, mine is Buffy. For some reason, I was like, I've oh. said that, but no, I haven't. Mine's Buffy. She just needs a hug, mm-hmm. some loving, and to be able to hit Parker over the head with branches. That's what I want to do with my life, hit people over the head with branches that deserve it. I know, right? Maybe even if they don't deserve it. Just hit them. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> do it. And finally, uh, next week's episode. You ready? I am. It is called Wild at Heart. Okay, Wild at Heart. So earlier we talked about the fact that that um, chick, Veruca, from from that, that thingy, is basically really into Oz for some unknown reason. So I think that... She, I did say that she's a werewolf. Mm. So I think the whole thing, because every time they do a recap, at least on Hulu, they always like flash back to a few different things that are going to come up in the upcoming episode. Like yep. we had Parker these past few ones, and we also had um, Oz looking back at the group that passed him that I thought were vampires mm. that were all dressed in goth. So I think we're going to find out that Rook girl is a werewolf and he's really into her for, you know, some un- unknown werewolfy reason. And yeah. uh, what would that happen? What would that happen? <laughs> what what, what will that happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what that's going to cause. It's going to, well, if he's really into her for whatever reason, it's going to, really cause 
a problem with him and Willow. I hope there's not a breakup. That would be depressing. But maybe he finds out that she's doing the werewolf thing the way normal werewolves do, and he, he she's attacking humans. And he has to try to stop her. Okay. So there you go. That's what I got. Oz has to stop her. <laughs> we will see what happens next week. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, let's have a tone change. Tone change. And we come to Angel, room with mm-hmm. a view. Yes, and in America it is RM and then it's the words with A and then VU. Well, this, this is from America. Mm-hmm. But you said it was um, room W slash A. Yes, that's, that's how it's written on the episode. Okay, on Hulu it's not like that. Oh, okay, well that's how it is on the DVD and in the wiki. Interesting. I wonder why it's different. Because also, just a quick note that the first episode of Angel was City of Angels. It wasn't City of. And there was another one, um, Faith. That was like that. Yeah, was Faith, Hope, and Trick. For mine, Hope was uh, lowercase. But I was Mm -hmm. having people saying, no, it's uppercase because it's Scott's last name, Scott Hope. Right. So, yeah, Buffy's short-lived boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. It's all different. Mm. Can't keep it consistent, apparently. Yep. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So, you predicted with my heavy prompting <laughs> that this episode yep. will be about Cordelia looking for a new apartment, and she gets one that she cannot live without, and it's haunted. Would you look at that? I nailed it, pretty much. <laughs> when I say pretty much, I mean I absolutely nailed it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, we start out with um, Cordelia showing Doyle her acting skills. Yes, she. I love uh, that. She was trying to sell back. Uh, what is it? Rubbish bags. Mm-hmm. Garbage bags. Yeah. Yep. And she was like, I don't understand why I didn't get the job. It's fine. Did you pick up who she lost it to? No. Who did she lose it to? A woman in a skin-tight cat suit. Oh, right. (laughs) That's a thing. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to lose it to somebody, you might as well lose it to somebody like that, I guess. Well, Cordelia is devastated. She's like, she looks stupid. Which I have to agree. It sounds like she would look stupid. It's like she looks like a kitty taking the kitty out the kitty trash. <laughs> well, I mean, kitties have trash too, I'm sure. But they only wanted somebody that was super sexy, and that woman obviously was. So that's why she got the job. <laughs> so yeah. But they're standing there talking, and Cordelia keeps going on and on and on, and the phone is ringing the entire time. Yep. And he was like, "Could you get that?" And then the answer machine picks it up. Yep. And it's Aura. Do you remember Aura? I don't. She Not is, at all. She was one of the girls um, 
who found the dead body in their locker back in season one of Buffy episode one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't remember her. <laughs> no, but she's one of Cordy's friends from Sunnydale High. Gotcha. She's as one a- of the Cordette. Yes, as Angel explains. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So uh, Angel's really disappointed that Cordelia can't even pick up a phone. So when Doyle goes to try and find out more about Cordelia... He's like, oh, so what she's like? And Angel goes, well, she can't file. She can't spell. She can't. Right. She can't do any of the things that are required in an office. Yeah, he he did have hope about her answering the phone until today. Yeah, kind of went downhill from there. Mm. Um, Yeah, he, like, Angel's so uninterested in talking about Cordelia. He's so over it. Although then he does start to sort of reminisce about Sunnydale. He looks very whimsical as he remembers the Cordettes and then about how Cordelia was the richest, most pretty of the Cordettes and then she lost it all. Yeah, she was Queen Z until it all came crashing down around her by no fault of her own. Mm. But, you know, Angel's like, it's okay. Cordelia's okay. She's doing okay. Yeah, she's... She's coping as well as can be uh, can be expected. He thinks she's doing a lot better than she is, I think. Um, yeah, I think she puts on a brave front. Yeah. Most of the time. Yep. So we um we move to Cordelia's apartment. It's so gross. The whole thing. The water comes out brown and stains her white shirt. Look. And she has cockroaches all over the place, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Yep. And the exterminator was meant to have gone through the place that day, but he obviously hadn't. No, he did, because there were dead cockroaches on the floor. Because she called her landlord, and she goes, wasn't the exterminator supposed to come by? And she goes, um... I think I would have seen... And then she looks down, and there are dead cockroaches on the floor. And she gets even more freaked out. Yep. So yeah, she, he had been there, but um, there were more cockroaches. So she uh, calls Doyle because he had offered to let her stay at his apartment. Not that she was up for mm-hmm. that, but suddenly the offer seems pretty good. Yeah, but um, she calls him and there's a bookie there trying to collect on a uh, bet or something. or Some kind of something. bet. We're not really yeah. told what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. He was like, I have your money here, um, here in this drawer. No, you don't. No. And he goes, if you have a gun, I'm going to kill you or whatever. And I was like, he doesn't need a gun when he can use the drawer as a weapon, which he does. Yep. And he runs out of there so fast. Mm -hmm. And so then we cut to um, David Boreanaz wet in a towel, Mm. which I'm all about. Yep, I bet you want that scene to never end. You're like, I could watch 45 minutes of this. This seems like a good plan. <laughs> yeah, so Cordelia goes over and stays with Angel because she couldn't get a hold, a hold of Doyle and she cannot stay in her apartment. Yep, or so she says. <laughs> She's Yeah, and she, and she said David was, uh, sorry, she said Angel was not her last resort except that he was. He was totally the last resort. <laughs> Yeah, he he um expected or she expected him to just like take care of like bringing in all her stuff 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, my suitcase is still outside. She's like, do you have moose? There was an awkward pause. She goes, of course you do. <laughs> no one is surprised that Angel uses moose to keep his hair all nice. No, no, no one is surprised. That's for sure. No, so, not at all. Yep. So Cordelia has just moved herself in. I love how Angel's sitting there looking so confused. and He's got the towel around his waist and... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. He's just like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm not okay with all of this. Yep. So And the- Doyle comes over the next morning, yep. and uh, Cordelia is there, and then Angel comes out in like his robe, and he's basically under the impression that they hooked up. And yet Doyle was so upset by this. He was like, can't you leave me anything? Yeah. I was. He said something about... Um, Angel's overhanging forehead, which I didn't really understand. Uh, I think that's just him, like, saying he's sexy with his overhead. Like, because he, he's got a big forehead, he does. Caveman forehead. Yes. Yeah, sexy we, got, we got a lot of cave, we got a lot of caveman forehead this week. Yeah. But he did have the line, at least I don't turn evil when I get some. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it's... He's not wrong. No. But it's a bit, <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. So, uh, but he luckily finds out that they have not moved in together. Well, they're not, sorry, sleeping together. And Cordelia's just staying while her apartment's a mess. Yeah, she needs to find herself a new place. Yep. And Angel is very keen for her to do this as fast as possible because she's there going, oh, I'll probably be here for a few months. Nope. It's <laughs> oh, not going to work I just for say Angel. That Cordelia got peanut butter on his bed. And she's like, Ew. and she's there going, uh, no, you must have. He's like, I don't eat. And she's like, well, I don't want to know what you were doing with it then. <laughs> oh, boy. And I was like, he doesn't eat food, so why would he have peanut butter anywhere near his bed? Mm, That's yeah. disgusting. Why did she have it for? I want to know what's going on with that. Comfort food? Okay. Maybe. You just eat peanut butter for comfort? Uh, you could, I suppose, if that's your thing. Hmm. I don't know about all that. <laughs> anyway, um, Doyle and Angel have a conversation about, basically, Doyle has to help get Cordelia out of the apartment, and Angel will help him with his, you know, debt problem. Yeah, which sounds like a good um, compromise. It's a simple enough trade. Yep. You help me and I help you. Yeah, so they go to a bunch of different um, apartments, Doyle and Cordelia do. One of them's with a cult. Oh, I love that. It's just like, oh, we share everything here. You should come to the morning meetings at 6 a.m. Oh, that's a bit early for me. The ch- No, 5 a.m. The chanting starts mm-hmm. at 4. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's get out of here. And then there was a creeper that said, I, I bet you'll feel safe knowing that I'm sleeping down the hall. Yeah, and I'm the only one with um, a, what's the word, key to this door. The only other soul in the world with a key to that door. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel safe. Funny that. I'm lie to you. Hmm. So, yeah, that's their day. But um, she mm-hmm. finally agrees to see Doyle's guy about finding an apartment. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that um, it's really nice. Mm. 
Um, meanwhile, Angel's gone to Doyle's apartment, and he gets attacked, and it cuts off to show Cordelia seeing her new place. And when it comes back, I just love him slamming the demon's face into the wall, going, my name's Angel, what's yours? Smash! My yeah. name's Angel, what's yours? Yeah. It's like, we can do this um, the easy way or the hard way. I was like, hey, I've been hearing a lot of that lately. Yes. <laughs> For the reference, watch, sorry, watch, listen to Triple Threat Cast on the M&M Podcast Network. Yes, moving on. Moving on. So the demon is being said to kill Doyle to pretty much send a message to anyone who owes money. And Angel mm-hmm. promises that he'll get Doyle to pay, but they can't kill him. Yay. Seems like a pretty good pretty good idea. Mm. So Cordy moves into her new apartment, which was mysteriously vacated. Because that's always good, so it comes fully furnished. Yeah. Um, the people Slutsfeld, and they... Left a bunch of stuff. It looked like it would be super expensive, by the way. Mm, but apparently it's super cheap. Because rent control or something. Yeah, rent control, that's <laughs> right. So, so she wanted to take out this wall. Mm. I was like, is she going to take out the wall and unleash whatever's inside? Because pretty sure there was a face that kept... Popping up through the wall. Doing something. Yeah. yeah. Yes, so we find out that it is haunted and there's like a ghost going through Cordelia's stuff. Oh, yeah. She, the old lady really doesn't want her there. Oh, no. She is not about that. Not about that life. Meanwhile, Angel tells Doyle that, you know, he still needs to pay and Doyle's so angry. He's like, no, that's not fair. I don't want to pay. You were supposed to take care of this for me. Yep. But, um, no, Doyle has to pay unless he wants to be dead. Yep, and, um, yeah, I, I don't understand him getting mad that Angel was like, yeah, well, you still have to pay. It's like, that's usually what happens. Did you just expect Angel to kill this demon so that he didn't have to pay your debt? I think that's what he expected. Probably. Mm. So, um, meanwhile, poor Cordelia is peacefully asleep in a new apartment, but then the radio mm-hmm. turns on and a drawer slams... It got real scary and really aggressive really quickly. Yep. And she, her bed's levitated and she's screaming at the ghost, You don't scare me, I'm from Sunnydale! <laughs> yeah, I've, I've faced down with things much worse than you before. Yep, so the bed levitates all night. Ugh, I wouldn't be able to do that. Mm. I love that... Um, Cordelia shouts at the ghost, Oh, scary ghost, big accomplishment. <laughs> She's talking so much crap. Yeah. I did like that when she went to like brush her teeth or something and she opened up the vanity cabinet and then shut it but didn't look at the mirror that the ghost was standing behind her. Yeah, no, I don't look I wouldn't look at the mirror either. I'll be too scared I'll see the ghost standing behind me. I'm like, if I can't see it, it's not there. Yeah. I can ignore it if I don't know what it looks like. Yep. So, um, Doyle and Angel turn up to give Cordy a housewarming present, which is uh-huh. a little cactus. Yeah. And well, that's what happens when you're out in LA, I guess. There's not a lot of rain. I love, uh, you put a note about this. Cordelia is so confused about the vampire rules because she had given Angel a blanket invitation before she even had a place. 
And, so. it, and, and it works. He just waltzes straight into her new apartment without being invited. So many rules with no real consistency. That's her Whatever. complaint. <laughs> we need these written down. Yeah, but she... But she... they're in the Slayer handbook that we're never going to see. <laughs> you never know. It might come up. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know about all that. So Cordelia's trying to hide the haunting. Like a pair of scissors get thrown at Angel by the ghost and Cordelia manages to grab them and shove them in a drawer. And then mm-hmm. her... Um, her uh, trophy falls off the mantelpiece to, like, kill Doyle. It, it doesn't fall. It attacks. It lunges. It lunges. And she's like, oh, yeah, that mantle's uneven. And they're like, no, it's not. It's a bad trophy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and then the ghost reveals itself. And um, they want Cordelia to leave. And she's like, I'll die before I give this up. All right, dear. If that's what you think is best. <laughs> like okay. So yeah, Cordelia is taken back to Angel HQ and mm-hmm. told that okay, fine, we'll fix your damn apartment. Yeah, she can't not live there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're looking up a whole bunch of just can you what on the wall is written die, and she's like, maybe it's not done yet. Maybe it means die yet. That's like not mean, even if it is judgmental. Yep. She really doesn't want to leave. Nope. She really likes that place. But yeah, so they go and they do a whole bunch of research about what's going on with this apartment, and they can't really find any homicides except for the lady that, like, lived there at first. Yep. They assume that her son killed her. Because he's Splitsville. Yeah, he he left town the same day she died, so it originally looked like a heart attack, but now they think it was the sun. Right. And she was only 57, which is super young. Hmm. Maybe she ate a high cholesterol diet. Maybe. That is, that is how we do things over here. Um, but they... They referenced Patrick Swayze, and I don't know if you know why they did that. He was in a movie called Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Course, there's always a Patrick like, Swayze reference. I was like, oh, Patrick Swayze, R.I.P. I mean, really sad. Oh, that was years ago. <laughs> I know, but it makes me it makes me sad when pe- people are referenced that are now dead, even if they were alive during the reference. Mm. So, um... So, the ghost called headquarters as Angel to get Cordelia to come over. Yeah, I wrote, I hate it when ghosts use phones. Who said they can do that? We have, there are no rules in this in this, uh, this show, apparently. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like Detective Kate giving um, Angel all this information when he doesn't have a license and, as far as she can tell, doesn't go by his real name. Oh, by the way, since you brought that up, what about Angel breaking into people's apartments to, like, save their life from a demon? He wasn't invited in there, either. Who, Just saying. Whose place are we talking about? Didn't he break into... Was it... It wasn't Kate's apartment. It was whatever woman or man had been possessed by the demon. Oh, it doesn't count anymore because the occupant's dead. That's so lame. So yeah, the occupant. That's stupid. 
Well, Sorry. if the occupant's dead, the house is now vacant, and they can enter vacant houses like they've got the mansion. Lame. Super lame. Fine. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Anywho. Yeah, apparently ghosts can use phones. Yep. I like uh, there's this exchange where Kate says, pop stars and popes are the one name guys. And Angel's response is, you got me? I'm a pope. Yep, pretty much. That's what it sounds like. He seems like he seems like the type. Yep. So they find out that suicides are happen at a really high rate in that apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why they couldn't find any homicides. People just basically kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Or so it seems. Yep. So Angel calls back to HQ as Doyle arrives with stuff he's guy, he has so many guys, his guy has given mm-hmm. him to perform an exorcist. Well, not an exorcist. Yeah, it's an exorcist, is it? Or is that just demons? Kind of. I think it's... Uh, cleansing is what he called it. Okay, to perform the cleansing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and uh, that lady does really not, really does not want Cordelia being there because she's stealing her son away from her. Yep, and she's like, you have no friends, you're a bad person. And then she tries to hang Cordelia with the... Yeah. The uh, cord out of the... Um, light. Ceiling fan? It was or light, okay. Light, yeah. Crazy. Yep, but Angel comes in time to save her. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Angel gets mad and yells at Cordelia. Yeah, he, they're trying to perform this ritual, but they need Cordelia's help because she is the occupant of the house and the focus of the whiny. ghost's energy. And yeah, she, well, come on, that would be pretty traumatizing. I mean, yeah. And yeah, she's, she's having a bit of a breakdown, going, "I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm scared. Just let's leave." And she's like apologizing to the ghost and saying, "I'll leave. I'll yeah. go away." But yeah, the ghost um, kept kept going at her even after she said she would leave. Yep. And then, next thing you know, the bookies turn up to kill Doyle. It's like, yeah, it was like, as the Supernatural trying, Squad, that's what we need right now. Yeah, as they're trying to flee the apartment because Angel and Doyle have decided that it's um, a hopeless case right now to get rid of the ghost. Yep. Yeah. But I, they basically just position it so that her poltergeist energies will just kill the other guys and they don't have to. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so she like throws knives around and stuff and yeah. Mm -hmm. And screams at them to get out of her house and they're all dirty and they're ruining her house. Yeah, she was like, yeah, she said they ruined it. I was like, they ruined it? No, I'm pretty sure you caused all of this all of these problems. They they broke part of the mantelpiece and she's like screaming, you broke it! (laughs) Whatever. Lame. Super lame. But she may just corner Cordelia in the bedroom and, yeah, pretty much break her down and, like, tell her she's going to commit suicide and that she's going to be a good girl and do as she's told. Oh, she called her a bitch. And that's where she misstepped because she had Cordelia. And Cordelia's like, you're right, I am a bitch. I'm not a sniveling cry buffy. I was like, oh, sad. <laughs> oh, that was it was kind of good though. Yeah, she's the meanest girl in Sunnydale history. Yeah, I was like, oh snap, it's 
about to go down. Yep, and she and the ghost is like telling her off, going make a noose and kill yourself, and she just like shouts at her because it's She's her like, house. No, I'm not gonna do this. You can't yeah. make me. Hmm. So yeah, and then the ghost vanishes, and Cordelia comes out, and everyone's okay, glad that she's okay. But then uh, she opens her eyes, and she's possessed. Yep, and she takes a was it a chair or a lamppost? It was or a lamp. Yeah, and beats the wall. Which dude, that wouldn't work. Just gonna put that out there. Well, hey, quick. hey, maybe the um, the ghost mum wasn't actually very good at uh, wall making. I mean, she's maybe. No, she's, no, she's no Donald Trump. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even. Let's not. Um. Wow. Now I don't even know where I was going. So Cordelia beats down the wall and the bricks fall away there's a, and there's a skeleton. Yeah. And we get a flashback of sorts mm. to... To to the um, woman whose ghost is haunting the house, uh, boarding up her son in the wall. Yep, because he was going to run off with his fiance that she didn't like. Yep, the skank. Yep, or and so she was doing what was best for him, and he's like shouting, "I'm sorry, mum, I'll never leave," and all this stuff. And she's like, "No, this hurts me more than it hurts you, Dennis." No, but it it, it killed him. Yeah. <laughs> So but then she died. She did die of a heart attack. Let's yes. just be clear about that. Yes, he did nothing to her. She was the crazy one. Yeah. As soon as she was done building the wall, by the way, yeah, is very when she com- died. Very convenient timing. For real, it's crazy. And so there's like swirling mist, and the um, swirling mist from the skeleton like attacks the ghost, and the ghost is gone. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! So, um, yes, Doyle is like to Angel, um, I'm not gonna change how I live. And I'm not yeah, afraid to I really want to know. I really want to know the story. He said the demon story is entertaining or something to that effect. Mm. Yep. And then, um, yes, because he's like installing new deadbolts on his house and stuff. To keep people out, but I really want to know, like, what his, because I know we've seen him like demon face and stuff, mm. but I kind of want to know what his demon thing is. Like his breed, his species. Yeah, like what? What does he do? <laughs> what? What is this thing? Oh, we'll see if we find out. I guess. Sorry, I've I've gone distracted. I picked up my diary. Now the cat wants to play with the ribbon. This is so entertaining. Oh boy, Mel. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so our final scene is Cordelia on the phone to Aura in her new apartment, saying how she lives down the hall from some famous person's brother, but Aura doesn't even know who the famous person is. She's like, "Oh, you know him if you saw him." Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think Cordelia even really knows who he is. But yeah, it's. It's somebody, and his brother lives in the apartment, so association. Apparently. Yeah, but apparently Phantom Dennis is still living there. Yeah, she has his he, housemate, but she never sees him. Yeah, he moves stuff and turns on the TV, but he yeah. listens to her when she tells him to stop it. Yeah, I love it. She's like, Phantom Dennis, don't drink my soda. Phantom Dennis, I'm on the phone. 
I love how she calls him Phantom Dennis, not just Dennis. Yeah, I mean, at least he's paying attention and, uh, you know, he's a not... fun. He's fun haunting. Yeah, he's um, he is accommodating. Mm, definitely. He's not, he's not making things difficult for Cordelia. Yep. Um, so, anything else you want to say about this episode? Um, I don't think so. I just really liked Angel in a Towel. <laughs> so, um, the international titles are Room with a View or Cordelia's Apartment. That's so lame. <laughs> That's so lame. Fine. They've disappointed. I am. So what did you rate this episode? It got... This was another about... Hmm. It was a like a seven and a half, I guess. Kind of like the Buffy one. Oh, you only gave seven to Buffy. Oh, well then, it's seven and a half. It's a little better than Buffy. <laughs> it's a lot better than Buffy. I gave it an eight. Okay, well, you also gave the other Buffy one like four and a half. So. Yep. yep, so it's a lot better than Buffy, in my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was good. I liked it. Your favorite moment? You mean aside from Angel being in a towel? I knew you'd go. Um, you can you can have Angel in a towel if you want. Fine, if that's your good. favorite moment. Yeah, it was. Oh dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite moment was Cordelia refinding her strength as a bitch. I just love it. Which that's like, also good. She's like, I am a bitch. I'm the meanest girl in Sunnydale history. Like when the ghost called her a bitch like it was like a light switch how quickly she changed yeah you could like see it in her face and like in her eyes that she's like i ain't gonna take this from you no one quote calls me a bitch and gets away with it nope she is Mm -hmm. the bitch (laughs) she does what she wants it was a thing my stepmom always said she goes i'm not a bitch i am the bitch (laughs) yup it's very good (laughs) And finally, your character shout-out. It's going to Cordelia. Mm. She had to deal with a lot, and she did, you know, refine her strength. I would agree, except that I want to be different, so I'm going to give it to Phantom Dennis. Oh, Phantom Dennis. (laughs) It's a good shout-out. Yeah, well, you know, he got killed, but now he gets to relive his life. He's got a hot girl living in his house. Yeah, he can watch over her, make sure she's okay. Yeah. But, like, his mom boarded him, uh, bricked him into a wall. Yeah, so he... Like, I, that sucks. Yeah, it's just like, thanks, Mom. You're the best. Feeling the Good love. On ya. Feeling the delusional, psychotic love. Exactly. <laughs> um, so our next episode in Angel is Sense and Sensitivity. Okay, I really have zero idea on this one. So we're just going to talk and see what comes up. I think we're going to have some more to do with Kate. Because we've had her like come into a couple of episodes as like a side thing. But I feel like we have to have more to do with her. I feel like she's going to be a big part of this next episode. Um, maybe she has to call on Angel Investigations to help her with a maybe a case of someone being stalked by like an ex 
lover or boyfriend or something. Some somebody that is obsessed with the person. So kind of well, you already had stalking, kind of, but I feel like the person that they're going to be looking after is really dangerous. Like maybe they've had some prior convictions. So not like Ronald, who was like a stand-up guy in the community. This person's actually a bad dude. Oh, sorry. So the person, sorry, you said the person they're looking after. Do you mean sorry the person who the stalker? They're investigating. Yeah. yeah, they're investigating. Stalker is a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Because while Ronald was a bad dude, they could never pin anything on him because his lawyers would be like, "Nope, not going to do this." Yeah. So. Any supernatural elements? Yeah. I think they are going to find out that this dude that they're going to be investigating, there is something supernatural about him. But I don't know exactly what. Okay. Very Real bad. Nice. With the limited amount of time before, but between, you know, watching these episodes and having to do the predictions for the next ones, yeah. don't have as much time to think about them. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. So, thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of Chosen. If you want to get in contact with us, we have a website, mmpodcastnetwork.com, where you can find all our other podcasts. We are on email, mmpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, mmpnetwork. And if you want to message me personally, I'm on Twitter, m underscore a underscore bicket. Marissa, where can people find you? All the nice people can tweet me at rissaroo312. I would also like to ask everybody to rate and review us on iTunes because that helps uh, boost our ego and helps other people find us. Aside from that, we will slay you later, guys. Sorry, don't-